This is so good. Ryan, oh my God. All right. Yeah, this is going to be Don't the intro. Just us. Don't pour it on. Just getting boners I'm over the cookies. telling you that they're good. I made an audible and I went for the chewy gingerbread cookie What's because it? that's oh, what I think is a better version of a gingerbread cookie than a snap. Yeah. So it was, you know, I just had to make the call and I did. And I, yeah. I think it paid off. I, I, I think so. It's like, you know, I mean, I prefer chewy cookies to uh, uh, crunchy cookies. Me too. Yeah. It's like you knew that. Yeah. yeah, I sensed it. Yeah, you do give off that vibe from all. The, yeah. Actually, you know what? You totally do. You know what? You kind of you're kind of giving me like snickerdoodle, like um, ooh, like a chai snickerdoodle, some chai snickerdoodle <gasps> really? realness. That's what you're giving me right Is now. Is it just the flannel and the beard? No, that, I feel like that's like, like a homie or the log cabin setting that we're in. Mm. I think that if you said, "Oh my god, my favorite thing are those Brussels from Pepperidge Farm." I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like they're like fried, crunchy with chocolate in the middle. Oh, it would surprise me. Sounds mm. good. Or like if you said a chessman, do you know what that is? No. Or those lacy. Cookies? Do you not grew, hang out listen, in the Pepperidge Farm section? Listen to me. I uh, grew up eating uh, my grandmother's Greek cookies that mm-hmm. she made, like kulurakia and kurabiedes and melomakarona and stuff like that. So yeah, I had an odd, I had an odd uh, 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 food paradigm as growing up. So did that mean not like you odd, weren't? Different. Exposed to like Toll House cookies? No, no Toll House cookies. No, the, are those the elves? Right? Are those the elves? No, Toll House uh, is like the Nestle, uh, the the morsels, mm-hmm. like the like classic oh, oh. And American. They, like, and they got the little chocolate in the middle. Yeah, you make them at home. Oh, okay. Like, and they like came out with break and bake later. Oh yes, 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 yes. It's but like only, what? See, I know those only from commercials though. Oh, I I'll make you some sometime. Oh, they're I one of wait. the easiest cookies. Yeah. Brit. No, okay, Kelly. From I'm, scratch. I'm going to make them from scratch. From scratch. Oh, okay. <laughs> Duh. Duh. I was like very offended. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, though if you buy that dough, mm-hmm. uh, hot tip, you can eat it. Yeah, you can eat it. I'm sure, yeah. It won't make you sick. Well, if my dough with yeah. eggs in it yeah. would may make, make you sick. Why? Because raw Cause, eggs. Oh, because it's got to be cooked first. Mm-hmm. Or pasteurized. Do we believe that, by the way? I have like that salmonella exists. No, that it'll make you that it'll actually you like a make salmonella you sick. truther. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I feel like I've eaten a lot of stupid uh, shit in my life that I probably shouldn't have eaten. I was it was okay. Well, and also there's like um, I mean there are a lot of things that you can order like um, uh, fuck I'm forgetting the name of the drinks that they put like egg white in mm-hmm. like a soylent like. <laughs> okay, I was thinking like a cocktail. Was, yeah, uh, not an old fashioned, but there is one that's like a like a fizz type thing. Yeah, uh, a bourbon. There, oh, there's a, a lot with like jit. town car, white Russian. sidecar. Oh, uh, gray goose, <laughs> <laughs> greyhound, greyhound. No, greyhound is just vodka and orange juice and a wait, bus. Ryan. Is that a screwdriver? Oh wait, maybe it's great grape no, juice. Screwdriver and, is uh, orange and vodka. Okay. Mm-hmm. Grapefruit juice and vodka is uh, okay. I did drink a lot of vodka in my childhood. No cookies aside. Wait, what do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. Instead of cookies, I drank vodka. (laughs) Is this a joke or a confession? I think he's joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I was like, because there's different ways I can take (laughs) as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, do you guys want to start going into these episodes? Sure, David. I thought oh, you were just going to do the whole welcome to Hellmouth. Do you want me to try it? Last time try. I did, you got so mad. Okay. Yeah. It was unexpected. <laughs> it was. No, I'm not going to do it. 
Oh, I'll save yeah, it I for the hundredth app. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, thanks for giving me the heads up. <laughs> and you'll just have to wonder if it's the hundredth ep of Buffy or oh, of this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Mogi. And we have a return guest, the Sultan of Swag. Sure. That's a great one. <laughs> I'll, take it. I'll take it. Pocketed it. Talk lover of Chewy Cookies. Yes. Yeah. Lover of Chewy Cookies. Um, actor. Writer. Writer. Man of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Vasilius Asimakos. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so Welcome much back. for coming. Guys, get ready for the sophomore slump. Oh. Whoa. He's not bringing his A game. He feels too comfortable. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I'm sleepy. I'm sleep deprived. Uh, no, I'm good. Well, the first time I was actually sick out of my brain. Do you remember that? I had tea. I had. I remember water. you having a lot of. I my voice would... sounded like Batman without mm-hmm. the uh, sexiness. Uh, well, we didn't know you prior to that, so I thought <laughs> that true. was just you. I'm sorry. I thought to that disappoint was you. you today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I was like, huh? His voice sounds clear. Uh-huh. Already, I'm upset. He All has right. no tea. No tea. <laughs> I thought he was a tea guy. <laughs> no teeth and i was like whoa, whoa. Yeah. okay again destroying the illusion i know sorry Vasilius has no teeth yeah. um no thank you so much for having me back i got so excited when you guys asked me yeah well so excited there's good stuff to talk about because this week we're doing gingerbread and helpless yes yes there's a lot of growing up in mm. these two episodes mm. yeah a lot of disillusionment based on your parental figures which I guess is a key element of growing up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, and we open with Joyce going on patrol with Buffy. Yeah. Which turns out to be a horrible decision. Sure. But when she showed up, though, I laughed out loud. Yeah. It was very... Yes. It's a sweet thing to, like, try to get involved Absolutely. in your kids. And it's like, she she just like, what... What? What are you laughing about? What could you possibly, what could you guys possibly be laughing about? We are either about? having an earthquake or the improv class in the next room is trying to move the wall. Mountains. <laughs> or the elephants from the Jungle Book are about to burst through here. I haven't seen that yet. No, the animated one. <laughs> oh. Because Deep it was, cut. It was <laughs> You're yeah. talking yeah, OG <laughs> Jungle Book. Yeah, excuse me for referring to the more famous of the two. Yeah. And, like, and yeah. in my mind, I 100% was picturing uh, Lion King anyway. So <laughs> you're like, wildebeest! Smooth sailing. <laughs> what no, do the elephants do in Jungle Book? They come through and they sing the song and it's what like... What song? I don't I believe remember. this. I, I believe about, you believe I was this. about to do it, but the Oompa Loompa song popped well, into Well, because there's head. also el- the elephants in Dumbo. Yeah, Those saying that saying the like <laughs> <laughs> yes or the yeah, pink where when he's all drunk right yeah. the oh. drunk elephant no, I don't remember that okay <laughs> all right <laughs> so far you are your sophomore slump prediction are true. doing okay yeah um no but I thought it was funny that she showed up she showed up and she does what moms do except like when your daughter's a slayer you show up and you try and uh, relate. Yes. Yeah, and bring whatever was in that thermos that she was carrying. Yeah, she I'm brought cocoa. Yeah, and she brought a a big bag of snacks, like a big, <laughs> big like igloo cooler of right. them. Very cute. She was very cute. Did your mom ever show up at your extracurriculars? Uh, no, my my parents didn't show up <laughs> to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tears are streaming down my face. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine. Well, okay, like my dad, like he was like working a lot, and like my mom, like. I just like I. Did you invite her to your extra? No, I 
I liked to keep my work in place up for it. Yeah. I did to a... Well, that's a lie. Okay. I didn't advertise everything. Mm-hmm. But my parents were at all my games. Okay. Like, I can count the number of games that they didn't come to. Like, one while they were getting a divorce. Oh, jeez. And I got a shot on goal in lacrosse. Oh. And I came home, and they were just still fighting. And I was like... And they, this was, like, in the phase where I was just sad. So it was, like, not yelling fighting, just, like, having long conversations in the back patio. Oh, and I God. remember I came home, and I was like, you missed my game. Oh, and you're no. still talking. Oh, my God. And I God. felt like, oh, this is so... And, like... It was such a. This is getting weird, guys. Sorry, we no, can take it back. No, no, weird in like the in like the good sense. In okay, like yeah. the, in the Pete Holmes sense. <laughs> we're making it like, weird. Good. Okay. We're making it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Diving in. Um, but yeah. So like, I, I but I recognize the thing of like your parents trying to be in your things. Yeah. When they weren't yeah. going through a divorce, they were really attentive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I, because uh, well, you know, parents have like their own shit going on. Yeah. But like, I I remember like my mom not understanding how to like be present in my life like mm-hmm. she didn't come into my extracurricular stuff but she like was a teacher yeah and thought it would be like really dope if she like substitute t- t- taught my class and i was like no that is horrible yeah because like you're super strict and like now i'm like the kid with the mean mom that like yeah. was mean to all the students and i don't know uh, and I just remember like being so mortified and my mom like did not, she didn't get it. No. Well, so it's like, so my mom wasn't raised by her parents. She was raised mm-hmm. by her grandparents. So she like, didn't really, un- she does, she never understood the like, I'm embarrassed to you mom thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas like my dad got that. Right. So he was always like, oh yeah, I get it. Like you're embarrassed to be around us. You're in like seventh grade. Yeah. And my mom was just like, why don't you want me to be here and like be part of your life? And Ugh. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I had the dad who was, he was a, like a high school social studies teacher and mm-hmm. everyone liked him. He was a cool teacher. He was like, I mean, he was, yeah, I th- yeah, pretty much. He was the cool teacher. Oh my gosh. Um, and so like when I was starting in middle school, all of my social studies teachers had like, my dad did teacher training at the time. Mm-hmm. So like they had all been trained by him. So everybody knew him. So like people in my last name, Mogi is not super common. So like every time in my class, it would be like, Mogi, oh, is your dad? And be like, yes, that's my dad. <laughs> and like it was a whole thing. Um, and then my poor brother got it twice because it would be like me and oh, my oh, you're dad. Ryan's mm-hmm. brother, but also oh, your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like oh, you can't form your own identity at all. That's funny. Um, but yeah, having a teacher for a parent, I think, is a different. I wonder what it's like to not have a teacher as a parent. Yeah, to have a someone who really is intruding when they show up at your school yeah because mm. i feel like my dad in more ways was like a giles than oh, a Joyce. Yes. oh i see you know, I like see. he was yeah. a part of the fabric of mm-hmm. my high school experience I don't know. yeah my mom never came to any of my schools to vi- no but she was a teacher um and she was a, she was a teacher and she was a substitute teacher and i think there were days where she was at the high school but mm-hmm. i wasn't anywhere near her because i was in like a separate program that was like on they kept us on like our own floor, <laughs> um, and she was like in the main in the main school. But would yeah. she talk to your teachers? Uh, like growing up, like in well, there was like the there was like the parent teacher meetings and stuff like sure. that. But like um, she didn't have an inside track. My teachers loved my mom. Okay, they love like they would they would go out of their way to tell everyone loves my mom. If you guys yeah. met my mom, you guys would love my mom. 
she would go out of uh, they it would all go out of their way to be to tell my tell me to say to send their love to my mom oh, even really? years later mm-hmm. like when I would go uh, like go to like some event at the high school or the middle school or something like that my teachers would or like I saw them at a friend's wedding or something mm-hmm. like that they would ask about my mom and like ask to ask me to tell them to oh, send their nice. love yeah. That's yeah where did you grow up Lowell Mass. Lowell what Mass- are you saying? Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> okay, I can't be the first person. Lowell, who's... Massachusetts. It sounds like you're saying rural Durr. Yeah. Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> Lowell, Mass. Okay, I'm yeah. not in on the jargon, you know. Yeah. The lexicon of. I feel like I've Lowell heard Mass. of Lowell, Mass. Lowell. Yeah. You ever see the fight? I hate to bring it up. It's where Jack Kerouac is from. Okay. Um, it's where Ed McMahon's from. Mm. Also, birthplace of the American Industrial Revolution. They, did they ever know each other? Because I would watch that road trip movie. That road trip movie. <laughs> did you see uh, the the road trip movie that came out a couple years ago? The on the road movie. I haven't, but I've read I it. it. I liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I yeah. like Garrett Hedlund, so I should. Uh huh. I missed the boat. I'm yeah. sorry. It's good. Check it out. All right. It's on Netflix Instant. Cool. Great. Um, that's <laughs> official official endorsement. <laughs> I mean, when I'm done watching all the episodes of Buffy that are also on Netflix. Yes, also on Netflix Instant. Um, no okay. excuse, kids. So, Xander is super <laughs> jumpy in Gingerbread. Mm. And is very like, well, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm, uh, I don't know. Why should I know? Where yeah, where uh, not, not together? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, just stop. Like, you're making it so much worse. It's a little confusing yeah. why the writers, like, they, uh, when it comes to like Xander comedy, they abandon they abandon ship when it comes to like naturalistic like mm-hmm. comedic moments, thing that thing, things that pop up organically and stuff like that. And it's just like the vaudeville, you yeah. know. Every time they 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 hit Xander, yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's like out of place. Yeah, I feel like he he also has kind of lost his place within the crew. Yeah. Um, because with his relationship with Cordelia, there was like the two couples and that was like a whole thing. And then prior to that, it was like the, he and, and Willow and Buffy. And then in this, like with Amy and Michael, like there's a whole nother crew that Willow is part of. Yeah. That Xander's just kind of floating. Like he needs a hobby. Yes. He aggressively needs a hobby. He also like, yeah, he doesn't have any of those backup people. Mm -hmm. Like, because, like you said, like mm-hmm. Willow's like kind of hanging out with the witch and warlo- warlock yeah. crew. Amy, whose hair is her hair supposed oh, to God. want to be oh. Willow? What is. I don't know, but it also like. It was very 90s. When they said like nice hair, I was like, you guys are being mean. Because <laughs> it looked so. I mean, I don't know. It, looked, it so. looked like something Tori Spelling would have done in like season seven of Now to Now. Sorry, how was your hair? Was it just like, cut, like across the. <laughs> no, no, no. It was okay. It wasn't. Was it, it, was, it was dark, right? It was kind of like my haircut. It was dark. <laughs> no. No, but I was, would never say that. It was about like, you. like layered in the front, but then very close cupping the face, okay. curled under curled? in a way oh, that yes, like yes, modern yes. hair doesn't no, no I people know, I don't know. go for that look no. uh-huh. much in it's modern like, times of like the kind of the curled under like almost helmeted yeah very like like following the lines of the face uh-huh. very in the head very much mm-hmm. um maybe it's symbolic about how she's in her head oh maybe maybe <laughs> i think probably it, not <laughs> i think it's symbolic of her having seen the craft a yeah, few oh, times yeah. she's seen Ooh, the, craft. the craft right wow so she all saw that and she was like, I'm going to get my haircut. Up. All <laughs> kinds of childhood experiences are coming up. And um, all of our memories. So she's like, I, I'm a witch and I want everyone to know the instant they see me. 
Yeah, she's, she's wearing her witchness on her sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because obviously, as since this has been a rewatch, we've known where Amy is going the whole time. Mm-hmm. And if you see her in episode three in The Witch, she is such a different kind of character. Yeah. Her mom is an evil witch. She's mm-hmm. not interested in witchcraft. She doesn't care about style or clothes. She wants to just eat what she wants to eat. Like, she's such a different kind of character when mm-hmm. we first meet her than she is now. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I think it kind of speaks to... I'm sorry, are we going to finish? Yeah. No. I think what, people are... Uh, kids in high school are so uh, bent on finding their tribe yeah. when they're in high school. I think that probably contributes to it. Where she'd like, literally, she was literally attracted like a magnet to this cool, like, different yeah. thing. Also, uh, you know, S- Stockholm Syndrome-ish type mm-hmm. deal where she's drawn to these, like forces you know yeah um, yeah well and we all become our mothers sorry kelly <laughs> we are recording this on mother's day so because... that's true we are we are happy mother's day everybody. happy yeah. mother's happy day, mother's day. Um, um maybe we don't i think that a lot of people i know it's a thing i th- that you you internalize a lot of that of the things you learn from your mom even if they're things that you didn't like about her yeah and i feel like that's true about amy Yes. Do you think guys become their dads? Um, maybe. I feel like in the same way of like you internalize things that you maybe didn't intend to internalize. Do you guys find yourselves doing? And I'm sorry if we're getting too off track. We can redirect. But like, uh, like, like either w- whether it's like facial expressions or cadences or ways of walking or something like that, where you like you you become self uh, self aware in a moment, and you're like. Oh my god, my my dad, but not your yeah. dad, but your mom yeah, does that because sure. I do that with my dad. Mm-hmm. Like certain ways I say things, or even like exhalations when I'm frustrated, or uh, you know ways I walk or look yeah. or look at somebody. Or my mother will be like, "Oh my god, he looks just like your dad <laughs> when you do that." Oh, and it's scary. It is, yeah. I weird. I've had that actually. I was talking to a neighbor, and I hadn't seen her in years. But actually, I get a lot of stuff from my dad. Mm-hmm. So like. She was she was just like, oh, my God, you like every mannerism is your dad. She's like, when you're talking like that's your dad, because I apparently like do a lot of similar mouse mo- mouth mm-hmm. movements as my dad. And like when I'm thinking or when I'm talking and yeah. thinking like I will do the same pauses and stuff like that. So there are like, yeah, I, like those kinds of things I get from my dad. Mm-hmm. But there are also personality traits that I get from mother. Yes, mm-hmm. my- I definitely have my mom and I both speak a lot with our eyebrows. Mm, you do speak a lot with your <laughs> eyebrows. Um, and so I think that's something like, and I've always gotten like, you look like your mom like that's since I was a kid. Um, my dad, I adopt more of like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Um, like we both say man a lot. Oh, and dude, yeah. And y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. like, I think I talk more like my dad, but yeah, if, <laughs> People definitely see my mom when I'm talking. I try to be like an, uh, a smilier version of her. <laughs> that might offend her. But, or she, it depends on her mood. She either is right now going, yeah, that's pretty mm. true. Or she's texting me. <laughs> and now time for a quick break. Hello, this is Chad Foglin from Sequel Squeal. If you like listening to two jackasses talk about movies and sometimes give some kind of facts about them with a sometimes famous and otherwise awesome guest, then listen to the Sequel Squeal here on the Nerdist School Network. Speaking of moms, 
Yeah. Um, so we get the first introduction of like Willow's home life mm. when she's oh, it's it's sad. It's dark. I had forgotten about that. I had completely forgotten that Willow's mom shows up. But I also okay when they're all sitting at the table mm-hmm. and Willow's like. Like, you know, like, oh, well, it must be nice to have a mom that cares, blah, blah, blah. And she's saying this while Amy's sitting at the yeah. fucking table. And I'm like, Amy has a trump card. Her mom is a trophy. Is a trophy. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. a trophy. Literally a trophy. After she <laughs> kidnapped her. Yeah. Like, like, it's not just like her mom got tra- like, oh, how tragic. No, 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 no. no, no. Her mom was evil. Yeah. And then taken away from her forever. Yeah. Right. There's like, no closure for that girl. No. Mm. I, I mean, Amy, in some ways... And we can talk about Willow, but Willow is real quick to be like, mm, Amy's a rat now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're jumping. We're jumping. Right, sorry, we're guys. jumping to the end. But I mean, I get. Why do you guys feel about that? Because I, I, that I remembered. And I remembered mm-hmm. the first time that I watched it was, wait a second. So she's just going to, she's a rat. She's just going to, she's just going to a rat. She's going to yeah. be a rat. Yeah. Well, and we've seen How do you guys people unrat before. Yeah. Because Buffy, uh, Buffy unratted. But Buffy was unratted. <laughs> unratted. Verb to unratted. <laughs> um, so like it's possible. And Willow has access to that whole library of magic. She could figure it out, but she I it's as played by Alison Hannigan, seems to really just like having a pet. Yeah. No, she it's like weird. the fact it's that upsetting. she was at school not trying to figure out how to turn her friend back into a human. Like that that should be like number one priority mm-hmm. like we need like that that should be an episode we need to turn her back from being a rat yeah i think i think that the writers are treating it as a joke it's yeah. like uh, and and then and amy's still a rat and then everybody around the writer's table laughs and then they move on to the next thing yeah and it, i don't get it i yeah. don't understand like this this is crazy it is crazy it is though willow uh-huh. acting a little bit like her mother yes where she gets preoccupied with other things and like loses that empathy human yeah. element so willow's becoming her mom too her mom who calls buffy bunny yep bunny bunny, bunny summers yeah um there's some sexual tension between joyce and giles yeah, that was cute I all like right that. is it sexual tension i thought it, when, when he was like we haven't seen each other since uh, the, uh, 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 and she's like oh what <laughs> i was like oh what's gonna happen and then fucking sheila comes over and ruins everything sheila is kind of a ruiner <laughs> she's a ruiner mm. Um, I do think there is something valid because that scene is when the mayor holds the holds the town hall. Sure. And Moo steps yeah. out. Sure. And Moo. Joyce says it's time for the grown-ups to take Sunnydale back. And there's something valid yeah. about that. Like yeah. kids are running around getting killed and fighting evil. Like maybe the adults should pay attention. I had some questions about like what this episode was really trying to say. Because it was like all of these, like this. All of this like mob mentality and yeah. like craziness mm-hmm. does spring out of something that everyone should be concerned about. Yeah. Right. Like she cites all these things that everyone is like selectively blind to. And right. it just I think so at first I thought it was like, is this addressing fascism? Is this yeah, like- I was wondering so, that. Yeah. yeah. But I think so what I think what happens is, is yes, I think this um in not too uncertain terms, this episode is addressing like fascism and mob mentality and getting carried away. And by the way, this is how this thing's they ran down a list like at the end of the episode is like this happened here and here yeah. and here throughout yeah. history. It's like blah blah blah. When they spread panic and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the message might be considered a little bit mixed because 
they're still pursuing like the logical journey for Joyce. Mm-hmm. Like this is what Joyce would do. Oh, supernatural thing. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like two avenues. So I don't think the message is too mixed. I think it's just like the Joyce's uh, kind of natural character arc, and then there's like the 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 the, uh, the lesson teaching. Yeah, arc, yeah, which is different. Well, there's also, and I know this is pre twenty four hour news cycle, but like <laughs> there's also that element of it too, where. The fact that they don't realize that the kids, we haven't seen their parents, that we don't know anything about yeah. the actual, and it turns out they're demons, so it's okay that yeah. you have Oh, that's But like losing sight of the actual thing we're supposedly so worried about yes. and getting focused on all these other things. Right, right. Um, yes, yes. Kind of was, res- was resonant for me. Because I do feel like a lot of times there are tragedies that get co-opted mm-hmm. by these other ideas. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like the human part at the bottom, you still should connect to we saw we yeah. saw these like this these the these huge like national tragedies that have happened in the in the past couple of years how quick is somebody to make it a political talking point mm-hmm. yeah non-politicians to even yeah you know make to make it like a, a talking point for what they're they're just adapting it for what you know yeah so. yeah and i think that i think that that is a good point where it's like um i guess we're seeing like a very literal portrayal of like the dehumanization of victims of these Mm -hmm. tragedies and also i was thinking about when you mentioned fascism and how like um this might be something where like for every like type of government Mm -hmm. ostensibly we're all trying to solve the right kinds of problems most of the time yeah Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like safety um like and then it's just that the method that you go by it might like get Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that vision gets lost right um, I thought it was kind of ballsy, actually. Did you guys think it was kind of ballsy to show the two little dead kids at the beginning of the episode for '90s WB? I thought it was yeah. to have two dead kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like yeah, and to show them, yeah, and to show them, yeah. And then they like, they were like, they're magical. I know, so and one of them looked yeah. just like JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, she looked so much like her. Oh, really? Yeah, I just kept thinking like JonBenet, JonBenet. Wait, was this before or after? After, yeah, JonBenet was like '92. Yeah. yeah, it was also a really like there were some honestly like kind of upsetting moments like the reveal of the coven was done in a really interesting way because we've seen the symbol and we've been told this symbol is the symbol of the people who murdered these children Mm -hmm. and then we see amy and this new warlock who came out of nowhere but whatevs yeah uh them worshiping around this symbol and willow is there yeah and we had not been you know warned yeah. That they were in a coven or yeah. that any of these things. It was just Anything. a really, pa- I felt like it was a really good way to go into that. Yeah. Act. Right. And right. it was like the props they were using, like the skull with the smoke yeah. coming out of it. Like it's very really visceral good. and like gets you uh-huh. in there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that kid who played Michael too was really good. He Wait, Michael, back. was he the one that gets beat up? Beat up. Yeah. The, well, and you know, he's played by Blake Sennett, who's in R- Rilo Kylie. Oh. The band. You know Rilo Kylie. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, the the like, name sounds familiar, but I can't place any of their songs. <sighs> yeah, like poppy, but like melodic, like 90s. Right? I'll play you some later. Okay. I was okay. like, I would, I could sing you all of uh, Portions for Foxes. <laughs> There's one of my favorite lines in song, because I recently re-listened to it, because I was like, oh my God, it's a guy from Rilo Kylie. Mm-hmm. Um, where she, he, she says, like, it's about a sh- fucked up relationship, and she's like, I'm just damaged control for a walking corpse like you. Oh my wow. god! Woof! <laughs> oh god! Um, um, he was good though. Yeah, he was. Good. I liked him. Yeah, he was, was really, really good. good. And it was, I mean, 
In this episode, not only does Joyce mention Slayers in her speech to the she whole did. city, oh, she did. it's clear that those bullies who are picking on the warlock know who Buffy is and know to respect her power. Yeah. Because uh-huh. they back down the minute she comes over. As soon as she comes back. Which yeah. was interesting. I mean, it kind of contrasts with the bully in the next episode, which we'll get to, yeah. who doesn't seem to know. Well, we'll talk about it. But yeah. What do you guys <laughs> think about the show's confrontation of like, think, because it's it's so easy like to watching the show in the first couple seasons to be like, yeah, but at this point, what do they start noticing or yeah. like mm. people? I mean, isn't it by this point like this so and so that shows like addressing all of this stuff head mm-hmm. on? Where it's like there was a meeting and they're like, okay, in this one episode, we're all, we're gonna the town is gonna know everything. We're gonna know mm-hmm. that the town knows everything, um, which will make their job harder going forward or right. present other challenges. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about? that i don't know i liked it i do think they do step it back pretty hard when when willow's like yeah so my mom's decided to uh oh she only remembers to only remember that i'm dating a musician and forget all these other things i told her right like the power of delusion of this town is really strong but i it does open a really interesting narrative avenue to have it be like no if we're on front street there are demons here there are slayers this is a problem right we're letting our teens fight this war for us right I yeah I I agree I think so like we've always known that everyone's always known pretty much I mean obviously not everything but mm-hmm. like that there are evil forces and like something weird is going on and that Buffy is somehow involved and yeah. she um is hopefully on the side of the good guys um and I think it's one of those things where like they're so I mean of course they're fed up because the demons are making them fed up but right. they're so like fed up that like everything starts coming out. And they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? And you know what? I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I'm mad about this thing. And you know what? I'm mad about this other thing, too. And this other thing, too. And this mm-hmm. other thing, too. Yeah. So I think that is a r- real thing, at least. I mean, I don't know if it is on a mob level, but yeah. like in an interpersonal level, I think mm-hmm. it's real. Um, oh, when Joyce says to Buffy, since you've been slaying, is Sunnydale getting any better? Mm. What's so mm. harsh. Yeah, that was really harsh. What did you think about that? about what you asked <laughs> oh, uh, oh. <laughs> sorry uh, no i i think i i think it's an understandable like decision for the writer's room to make and joss mm-hmm. whedon to make um i would i would probably have done the same thing and be like okay bring whatever challenge other challenges that creates on bring the the kind of like the selective memories or the the loss of the selective memory stuff on because that's what I, I would have done because at this point people are like questioning mm-hmm. way too much. Mm. It's like a, we, we talked about like, you know, the the bumbling police department yeah. or the morgue crew or the, yeah. yeah, so. Well, I do think this season they were addressing those in a in a more macro level have been addressing those kinds of issues just by introducing the mayor because yeah. now yeah. we do know there is someone pulling the strings right. who has vested interest on how much people are aware of the different things happening. I mean, right. we'll find out more about the mayors. The season goes on, but like right now, Oh, will we? It's <laughs> no spoilers. Really? Um, I was just asking. Yeah. He, we find out he has got a summer, su- summer home at Hilton head. Yep. <laughs> um, it's really weird, but yeah. So, <laughs> so it's just, it, I feel like by introducing the mayor and having an episode like this, they really are kind of, handling mm-hmm. the rea- setting the reality bar in a reasonable place right because yeah. otherwise you're right it would just be like how dumb is this town and we as audiences will accept like 
the smallest yes. morsel. Like, yeah. there's a guy at the top who's quote unquote pulling the strings. Like, yeah. oh, got it. Move yeah. on. Next. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, how many times have we said that needed one line, guys? Yeah, one line. One line. Yeah. Seriously, and half the time it is. It's like, oh, well, like, thank God the police are covering this up. Or yep. like any comic book ever. Uh, science. There's yep. there's yeah. science that happens, and the and the superpowers they they happen this way. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. magic. Magic. Yeah. Or Poof. magic. Yeah, um, guys. Do you know how hard it is for me to do this podcast with this with this plate of cookies aromatizing like, right in front of me? <laughs> okay, apparently all, not. All Continue. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to eat a cookie off mic. You can like lean back. Kelly and I will carry <laughs> it's on. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, what do we think about the silver lipstick for those little kids? Like hot, <laughs> hot, hot or not? <laughs> Who wore it better, the boy or the girl? <laughs> Valid question. I mean, I was I was leaning towards John Bonet because she already had like a very high fashion look to her. <laughs> I was already thinking, you know, like walking down a runway, yes, Jean Bonet. Yes. Yes, Queen. <laughs> so I was I'm gonna it, say the girl. It's also weird, and I think it's because I've I don't, for some reason the last couple of weeks I've been thinking about nineties fashion a lot. <laughs> um but like silver lips were kind of a thing too. So it's yeah. weird, like it's it's, it's supposed weird. to show that they're it's weird that the kids are so on point. They're, they're like on trend. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> also, okay. Speaking of the writers, like addressing critique, which I don't know if it was actual critique or just no. Like, I don't think I don't think it was. That, but, but when Cordy says to Giles, "How many times you've been knocked out?" Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, that was the other thing. That was the other yeah. thing. That I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was like the other that. thing that I noticed. Yeah, it's like just laying it, it right keeps out. Happening. It yeah. It's he does keep this, it keeps happening. Yeah, it's after this. It He gets bonked a lot, guys. How is he? How did he make it this far? I, I don't know. Hard head. Hard head. Yeah. Thick skull. He's got a thick one. Got that, a thick that, one. That ripper. Yeah. Ripper. Um. Also, and I think I noticed it in this episode, but it's true in all episodes. But in this one, it just was like getting to me. Is that? When you go to Oz for a reaction shot for anything, mm-hmm. he's got no emotion on his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you could say the most horrific thing and you cut to Oz. Nothing. Nothing. You could say the saddest thing. Oz is fine. <laughs> Happy. Jokes. Oz is okay. Yeah. Like, he's the worst reaction shot. Or yeah. the best. I think he's the best. <laughs> I think he's a good he's a good foil to Xander, who is yes. jumping up yes. and down Xander's, and flailing. Oh, God. Xander is acting like he is in a silent film. Right. Like, he is, like like... Flailing his arms around with his big sleeves and like yep. like hands on his head, freaking out. Right. Yeah, I feel like Xander and Oz are a great example of like cool versus trying hard. Yeah, yeah, cool. like trying to be cool and not having to try to be cool. Yeah, yeah, like, like that line. I mean, it's juxtaposed. Like they're right next to each other yeah. when they crash through the ceiling at the end. Yeah, and Xander is there, and then mm-hmm. Oz just goes, "We're here to save you." Yeah, like, that was so is such a laugh. Yeah, line. and it was also wow. very like self aware. Like mm-hmm. you yeah. did not need our help yeah. at all. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, did you guys notice Buffy's headband? And do you remember those headbands? The ones that are yes. like little combs that, God forbid, you put it in wrong because it'll get t- totally oh, it'll tangled. totally get tangled up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember? We're here to save you. <laughs> I think the, the curly haired ladies, yeah. I think, had more success with those. Okay. Than a, a yeah. more straight haired lady. Yeah. Like me. I also had the same haircut as I do now when I was younger. And so I had bangs. Um, and I like did not know what to do with the bangs. I was like, do oh, I no. put them in the headband? Do I put the headband on behind? Like, that's a tough, <sighs> that is tough call. I feel like the, the <laughs> 90s choice 
and that I at least went for was you put them in the headband and then you pull strands out. <laughs> right? What? No. Okay, no. Kelly. No, it's real life. You, you, you pull, pull them your... back through. <laughs> I didn't know. I got through all middle school that way. I actually have a cowlick in the middle of my forehead. Aww. So, like, I can't do the kind of bang. Like, the Kelly has beautiful straight ahead bangs with a, the right amount of, like, fluff. I can't do it. I can do like a swoop, mm-hmm. or, but I, I can't do a straight. Ahead we got bang. our fluffs. We got our swoops. Mm. I think we're set. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see set. if there's anything else gingerbread related. Um, that we got to talk. I didn't have a ton of notes. I had way more notes on helpless than I. Okay. Cool. Gingerbread. And what did you guys think of the, uh, uh, the thing that I I was about to say but just forgot to say? Oh, oh I think it's really interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. And uh, happy to move on. No, moo, uh, moo. The moo. Oh. Oh, and Hansel and Gretel. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they used Hansel and Gretel. So. So um, the name of the organization is, is moo. moo. Mothers opposed, opposed to, to the, the occult. occult. I felt like, did you guys feel like they were kind of weirdly making fun of Mad? Yes. And I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> I think. Like, those women have, like, <clears throat> lived through some sh- horrible well, shit. And they do good things. Like, yeah. they I'm I so think, sorry. Do you know what Matt is? No. It's Mothers There's... Against Drunk Driving. Oh, okay. And it was started by women oh, yeah, whose yeah, children yeah. died in drunk driving. Oh my god, drunk driving deaths. So it's a v- and a very worthy yeah no cause. They are... And they do like uh, at least at my school they would do like uh, presentations yeah. and yeah. things like that. So like it was a very, I feel like a very good cause. Yeah, sure. it's not something it needed a takedown. If you get a DUI too, you have to go really sit with. I wouldn't them. know. Yep, ham and mad. You have to do the uh, uh, the um, morgue program mm-hmm. where you have to go and look at a person who died, and then um, the mad program where you have mothers against drunk driving. Which I feel like you know those kinds of one on one connections are probably more powerful than statistics. Oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I this was from when I was a lawyer. It's not because I'm like queen of DUIs. Just yeah. everyone. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to like say Kelly did have DUIs when I said I hadn't had one. <laughs> Just in case that was clear. Um, oh, but did you go, and there's also like the every seven seconds or whatever it's called where they... A guy s- thinks about sex every second? That one? No. No. Maybe. That's a different one? <laughs> so it's a different commercial. <laughs> um, maybe it's not every second, seven seconds then. But it's like, um, it's a, or maybe it's every 27 minutes. No. Whoa! Every forty-eight hours. That's quite a window. Um, but they they make a drive because it's like a a reckless driving thing, or it might even be drunk driving. But they will pose a car crashed into your school. Yep, they did that. Yep, oh. we had a car crash at our school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember those kinds of. Things. It was like in the quad. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, so I, the, what I took from it was like moo's moo is moo, so it's. It's a cow. Sows, sow, sows the cows make. <laughs> sounds the cows make. So like, uh, do you know George? Wa- like the George Washington thing. Washington. About- <laughs> well, yes, that was just a call that back. Uh, uh, cherry tree. He called. Well, also correct. Um, George factual. Washington. Yeah, he called. He got a DUI. So, <laughs> yes, he had wooden. Got tea. it. Ding ding. No, he. Uh, he, so no. in arguing against like a true democracy uh-huh. and arguing for like an electoral system, yeah, he called all of the people the grazing multitude. <gasps> so he called like you know all the plebeians yeah. the grazing multitude, and I think it was a comment of like when all the lower level people, not lower class people, yeah. but the lower level people, when they 
decide to take control, yes, that's great, uh, theoretically, but it also comes with these guys aren't trained. These people aren't trained. They don't know. They're not experts. Them, yeah. Whatever. Oh, and that's what happens. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, because it's the, like, the every man is moo, basically. Right. And they're like, we need to take, I actually wrote down, are we to believe that citizens of a town shouldn't hold their government responsible for dangerous, for dangerous <laughs> to the town? Right. <laughs> Sounds like a first draft of a political speech. <laughs> Are we to believe <laughs> that citizens, citizens of, of a town? town. Yeah. No, but it's, no it's true. It no, is they like should, but... in this episode, it's positing that people who are trying to be active in their city government are a bunch of idiots. That's what I that's what I felt like it was doing. Like it was like, look at these fools. If they had their way, it would be mob mentality. Like mm-hmm. we just let Buffy take care of it. Which, like, okay, yes, in in Sunnydale, like just let Buffy take care of it, but I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, no, it's an interesting question. I don't think there's a solution where it's like mm-hmm. people should get involved directly in local government or not. But it's it just brings to brings to the surface the questions of what happens when, you know, un, uh, uh, yeah, people who don't know, who aren't experts. Yeah, take, take I guess. Over. And for me, <laughs> I have a strong opinion mm-hmm. that individuals should participate in their mm-hmm. local government. Mm-hmm. Like that that's the only way that the local government's going to serve those people. Mm hmm. I think, na- uh, you know, national government, I'm not trying to say we should dismantle the Electoral College, though maybe we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in terms of, like, town hall, like, yeah, you should go Absolutely. to those yeah, meetings. be present. Like, you yeah. should be part yeah. of your community. Speak up. Speak up. Speak up. Because no something, one, say something. Right. Because if you <laughs> I don't, believe that someone else... Are we to say. believe? Are um, we this to believe? is, uh, I'm announcing my <laughs> candidacy for alderman. Uh, <laughs> we have an alderman. Uh, <laughs> Um, this whole podcast was all leading to this oh my moment. God. <laughs> my candidacy. <laughs> my cookies were just a smokescreen. Oh, I'm oh. going to make cookies for everyone. You're, um, That'll be my platform. You're not supposed to do that. Right? Bribe people? Yeah. No, you're nope. right. You're not. Great. Um, but I feel like you could get away with using whatever celebrity you have <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> And but that's what I'm saying. I'm a celebrity. Yeah, I understand okay, what you were implicating. <laughs> okay, not lost on me. Um, you're so smart. That's why. Oh Go my for god! Ryan. Stop. <laughs> uh, helpless. Helpless. Oh god, guys. Okay, I had a lot of feelings about this episode. It's a tough episode. Um, what do you mean by tough? I think How it's emotionally use- tough to watch Giles yeah. do this to Buffy and then watch her have to find out about it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's tough because she had a lot of faith in him prior to this and he betrays it in like this very fundamental way. Mm-hmm. And it happens right on the heels of her father. Ditching but, her. Yeah, ditching yeah. her. Um, I also had thoughts about like generally like the the themes of this episode um like oh okay so um we're seeing that like this group of men is like taking this young girl who's about to become a woman and like what it means to become a woman is to be weakened and then placed in this space that's not safe for a woman mm-hmm. and these men are like this institution that are creating this environment. And then when she like shout, like shouts about it, it's like, no, this is the way it's supposed to be. And I yeah. think we see Giles kind of realizing that he's complicit in this, like uh, in this institution and, and is uh, perpetuating this system of like 
unfairness and uh, danger to women. Yeah. I think another element, I think that's absolutely right. Another element that makes, when I was saying this is a tough episode, and what you're saying just totally reminded me, there's also the part where this episode posits that if Buffy didn't have superpowers, being a woman in her town yes. would be very dangerous. Or and fine. not just because mm. of vampires. No, those men like, that try to rape that her. Men who were asking for a lap dance yeah. when she's walking by. Like, it posits that being a woman is an unsafe condition, yeah. which is not entirely untrue. So I think that's part of why it's a tough episode. Yeah. Because it's not just, I mean, and not only do they, their plan is to put her in there with a psychotic guy with mommy issues who murders women Mm -hmm. and is also a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did they, if, if she fails, she gets tortured and raped to death. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, was the plan to swoop in at that point? Like if she yeah lo- yeah if exactly she I was like if she loses are they just like great scrap it we're gonna get another Slayer I don't think so what? I don't think so yeah. like they would just say you fail you think they would have re- saved her they, uh, no I no. don't think they would have saved her well I don't know it's it's interesting first of all I appreciate the insight because uh, it, perhaps it's a failing of me perhaps it's a failing of men in general but I I didn't even think of that like oh, the, the, really? that the institution is made up of men and the men are putting this uh, young woman through this trial mm-hmm. and these tribulations to uh, to prove herself in her in her man's world. Because mm-hmm. the council is probably mostly men. Except for that one horrible woman. Right. Who got, who kicked, got kicked out. out. Who got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> for being a strong woman. <laughs> but I was also evil. <laughs> I wouldn't have yeah, no, I wouldn't have that that I didn't think of that. Um I, I just kind of viewed it as there's always an episode or a, or a comic or an issue of a superhero mm-hmm. they have to do without their powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do they do without their powers? I, I appreciated that. Um, and and uh, Giles' argument where he says, like, it's an archaic and dangerous thing. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I understand the fact that she's, like, being tested. But isn't every day a test? Yeah. Like, yeah. isn't every yeah. day a test of, of how she does, how she mm-hmm. performs, how, how the Slayer performs? So I, I didn't really understand yeah. the, the purpose of the test. And this, I think, goes towards future times that we deal with the Watcher's Council, too. Mm-hmm. But they, the truth is, the power is all in the Slayer. Oh, yeah. So they, I think a lot of it is they have to invent things to give themselves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to invent a ritual that they do on her 18th birthday to make it feel like they're testing the Slayer. That's interesting. Whereas the power of the Slayer is completely internal in her. No no one from the Watchers Council picks who the next Slayer is. Mm-mm. And we find out more about, like, the but nature of that Giles power. does but... guide her through. Oh, he's absolutely a part of it, but the power is emanating from her. Right, her, her, lit- her literal power. Yes, yeah. her yeah. literal. And so I think... I think it's another place for the Watchers Council to exert some authority. Mm-hmm. And you're right, but 18 is just as arbitrary as 21 yeah. or 16 or right. 17. Right. Or like it's, it feels a little arbitrary and cruel. Uh-huh. Yes. And um, we kind of see Buffy starting to, she has like kind of an existential crisis mm-hmm. as she's becoming an adult. Like, who am I? If I'm right. not a slayer, then I'm just nobody. And right. I think that is like very, a very common fear that all teenagers kind of have, right? Like where they cling, like you said, like try to find their um, their tribe, where they cling to like labels as defining what they are rather right. than realizing like, you know, like Ryan is the best Ryan and like yeah. Vasilius is the best Vasilius. So it's like that teenage fear of like being lost because you're you rather than like a slayer, a witch, mm-hmm. a fucking 
lame ass sidekick that acts like he's in a silent film. So right. like that poor Xander. <laughs> poor Xander. <laughs> poor Xander. I also think a lot of this episode because and we have kind of defined it as a gender thing, mm-hmm. but I I that was my reading of the episode as well is a lot of her dealing with all of the men in her life and how they view her and how how they define her. I mean, because we yeah. get a lot of that with Angel and Angel's uh, version of it is certainly like kinder than yeah. what Giles does during the episode or what the Watcher's Council is up to. Um, and I think it's also I'm really cynical. Mm-hmm. But the idea of love at first sight. Yeah. It means that she's expressed no thought to him. He's never heard her speak. He doesn't know what kind of person she is. But he was able to, based on his vision of her, project a lot. Where did that monologue come from? (laughs) That monologue is rough. What what dimension... Did that? Mo- that I was see not. Your heart. That was not the. Uh, that's not this Sorry. planet's dimension. <laughs> and I thought. I actually thought this episode was, honestly, other than two sequences. One when Angel goes off about, uh, you know, his feelings when he first saw her, mm-hmm. and I thought Buffy's reaction to Giles. I don't. I. F- I feel like I don't know. It was another like trying to uh, cram the storyline of a whole movie into mm-hmm. one episode. It was just like too concentrated. It was too much. Giles has already helped her for all of this time. He's done mm-hmm. countless good mm-hmm. works to support her. I feel like there would be way more like confusion and uh, uh, what do you call it? Shock than yeah. there would just be like complete meltdown. I kind of had a hard time uh, buying that mm-hmm. in terms of like where, where it fell in the story. But I think other than that, it's a really solid episode. I honestly think so. Yeah, and I thought um, Anthony Stewart Head's performance, like, you can see his, like, regret, fear, sadness, like, yeah. love, like, everything. Ugh. When In- he's avoiding eye contact yes. with her. <gasps> oh, my God, he's so good. So good. He's so, so good. good. And when he says, like, uh, he's like, I, I, I'll do any, I'll do anything I can to, like, help you. And he's like, and to get your trust back. And oh. I was like, oh, he's good. He's yeah. really good. And this is also the episode where Buffy's dad rather than go to the ice show with her sends her flowers and quarterly tickets, reports and tickets oh, I mean yeah that's pretty that bad makes that's pretty it. bad it's pretty bad I mean uh, yeah I mean it made me appreciate my dad yeah yeah it's <laughs> like that's that was well played sorry yeah, at the yeah. Table. that was well played by Buffy by yes, Sarah yes, Michelle yes. Gellar like, where it's just like I'm going to internalize all this right now yep, and leave the yep. room. I felt like that. When oh, she's like folding she, it up. Oh, and she's like folding it. And, and she it's like goes to Giles and she's trying to pitch him. Oh. Oh. I show it's really classy. Like people who, who people who know really a lot of things would really like it. Like, oh, it was just like. Oh, yeah, where she's so, like someone might take their student or, or their, their slayer. Daughter, or or yes, their daughter or their student or their slayer. slayer. Yeah. Oh, it was. And painful. I did like the moment when he is like dabbing at her yeah. head. Yeah. At the end. Yeah, and she's just, like, so hollowed out. Right. I like that. Um, Um, There's also something we haven't talked about at all that I think needs to be addressed, and and there's actually two times that this comes up, and we got to talk about Willow's hats. Okay. I actually... (laughs) Oh, defender of the hats. Uh Uh No, 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 it stuck out to me. Like, I I usually whiff on most of the the wardrobe commentary. That you guys include in this wonderful podcast. <laughs> you mean the parts that you fast forward? The way <laughs> he's like scrub, scrubbing, I don't, scrubbing, yeah, scrubbing. I don't fast forward. I scrub forward. Okay, um, fair. This is 2016. No, uh, I don't. I listen to all of it. I listen to all of it and go and try. <laughs> I listen to all of it and I try and learn. Uh, 
Why the balls is Willow wearing that hat? I, I have no bad. idea. It's so bad. And it's not that cold. No. No, it can't be. It, it can't doesn't be match the rest of her outfit. Maybe Oz knit it for her. What? Stop it. <laughs> okay, guys, how cute would Oz yeah. be knitting? Yeah, him knitting hat? is very cute. <laughs> he, he'd make Just, it as cool as like, as good to look at, like, as cool as a guitar solo. That's true. Yeah. And he, he would make a much better looking hat, I think. Actually. Yeah, I think <laughs> so you're insulting him. I take it back. I'm sorry, Oz. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, so those hats are really bad. Yeah, they're um, pretty bad. Also, and not to rag on poor Angel, because he's trying to open his heart to her mm. and be romantic, but when he made jokes of like, oh, you were, when he gives her a poetry book, which she's Buffy, she does not want the stupid book. No. It is cute that he writes always as the inscription, blah, blah, blah. But like, come on, she's not interested. And he's like, you were more excited last year when you got an arm. And it's like, you mean last year when she fucked you and then you went yeah, evil? Yeah. Like, do not make jokes about last year. Yeah. You guys, no. Ugh. Poor uh, taste, Angel. He, okay, again, I'm going to, I'm going to come on his side. He, You're to it. him, it's so long ago because he's been <laughs> in that hell dimension for so long. And he's like, what? <laughs> that was like thousands of years ago. <laughs> Are you not over that already? And he's like, oh, God, I got over that in like year 100. So, <sighs> okay, but no, but yeah. And also, and that gift was not, again, and oh, maybe again, I'm projecting a lot of like this weird patriarchy stuff on it, but like that was a gift he would give to the woman that he wishes she were. No, of course. That's not a gift. Buffy does not want a book of poetry. And that gift coming before he's like talking about how it's like the love at first sight thing, yeah. which I actually totally, I totally agree with you about love at first sight. Mm-hmm. I hate that idea because it's like, you don't even fucking know them. Yeah. Like, um, Lust, sure. Sure. Or attraction. Sure. That can be what brings you to them. Yeah. Or intrigue. Intrigue. Yeah. Even sure. if you want to take that X factor, like, and make it something sure. kind of real. Right. No, it yeah. could be. Yeah. Where you're like, that person seems really, like, interesting. There's like, I want to, I want to, equality. Ab- there's something about that girl. Yeah. Like, that Oz That's great. says. Yeah. Yes. My heart great. just fluttered right. when yeah. he said that. Yeah, That's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But, but to yeah. be like, I love you is like, oh, God, pump the brakes. I could see pump your the brakes and you're blacked out. No, car. you could see her pigtails, short Ew. skirt, and, and lollipop. Sick. You're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that scene is. I don't know what that scene is. It's, it's from a different yeah. episode, show, yeah. genre. I don't she, know what I it, think she liked was. it, which good. I'm glad Buffy was happy to hear it. Great. Uh, but yeah, there's something about their relationship where they're just, they're not on the same page. No. It's like she's not quite finished baking or something. <laughs> Cookie. Yeah. Cooking. Wait, what was that from again? From the finale of the show. Oh, right. Okay, so lo- I said last year's joke's not funny. So when... um, <laughs> This is so obvious, and it amused me, but I was surprised by it. <laughs> when she's handling the phallic crystal at the beginning oh, yeah, that was yeah. Funny. and he's like energy is she does he say energy to burn or does she, she does. say she, she says, says it yeah. got energy to he's burn like, is something wrong and she's like fondling this fucking penis well because she <laughs> and angel are now doing crystal. uh full contact sparring they're not oh doing taekwondo they are they playing yeah. with fire right do not get all sweaty next to the fireplace where there's a roaring fire <laughs> everyone knows a fireplace is like an aphrodisiac <laughs> i know but they just don't need to be fighting near it I don't. Yeah, I'd be like, it's a little hot. Let's open a window. And I don't understand if I was a vampire, up. I wouldn't want fire. Yeah, you don't need that. Anything. You know what? He's probably. It's probably his assumption. He's like, oh, she's a just some dumb human girl. Like, I'm gonna. She's probably cold. I'll turn this on. <laughs> she's not cold. She, he turns okay. it on. Yeah, he turns does it he have, on. Does he have a gas fireplace yeah, like, in his, 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 his little key? He's like doing this. Got to open the phone. Um, and also, Barry Manilow starts mm-hmm. pointing. 
when she starts I mean, to lose it and yeah. she's fighting that one guy and he's like let me know if i'm not doing this right with yeah, the steak that was like a sex thing that was a gross sex thing yeah at the very beginning of the episode she's fighting a vamp and he gets control and he grabs her steak and turns it on her and he's and laying, he starts uh, to like press it into her and, and he's also like her legs are kind of like around okay i'm glad i'm not the old either we're yeah. both gross no i was like it's a gross or sex it thing. was a sex thing it's a sex thing how could we no i don't I feel like yeah. you buy it no i think anytime i was he on top he was on yeah. top. Yeah, and he was on top. She's down. Her, her legs yeah. are kind of like a little bit spread and he's like laying in the space between like, them. Let me know if I'm not doing yeah, this right. He's about to st- If it's not her. consciously sexual, it's subconsciously sexual. Right? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anytime you put human beings of those, of, 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 of you put a man on top of a, of a woman like that, then it's going to be sexual. Yeah. And those Especially are sex handling a Okay. S- because then immediately after that, she's like, oh, my God, this penis crystal. I'm like holding it. I'm twirling it. Well, she had it. energy to burn. I've just got energy. How was Giles not like gross? Stop. Like, well, I, okay. I yeah, think he, was, Giles, he had other stuff on his mind. Yeah, and I, busy. I don't think Giles busy spends. being guilty. He's like, do all this shit running now. through this like, uh, plan. This is going to suck. Yeah. I don't think he spends any time thinking that Buffy is horny. No, he's too busy. I mean, which I think is a typical dad behavior. Yeah. He doesn't want to even no. touch that. Yeah, no, 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 not interested. No, not interested. No. no. It would make it would me think a, about it, but otherwise, no, 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 thank you. That would be yeah. a funny, it'd be funny to see how awkward and uncomfortable Giles would get if Buffy brought it up to him. But honestly, Giles isn't even comfortable with his own sexuality. No, he's really, because oh, yeah. the way he is with Joyce, like he uh, could hit that uh, again. Oh, All he has to do is not be awkward. Reg. On the red. Yeah. Um, like he's just not. I don't know if Joyce would want it. Would she want it? Yes. She if didn't he, want she, it. If he used the human woman. If he rolls, if he <laughs> if he rolls, he rolls up his sleeves to, oh, to his shoulders, yes, and yes. adopts the Cockney accent again. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I yeah. Um. Oh man. Sorry. Um, I just started thinking about Giles. About the fighting stuff, I think. Um. I think the stunt people are actually really athletic, but I've noticed mm-hmm. it gets actually gets better the more the episode progresses. But the first fight is there's a lot of the standing around and waiting to be hit. Yeah fights yes which is like so glaring mm-hmm. so glaring. when you say the first fight do you mean like the season one no no in this episode oh in this episode yeah it's just like she's swinging at it she's like swinging at him and so she he's like a, i think the vampire is like hit and then he yeah. like f- like stops like yeah. with his arms wide open and he waits for the next yeah the next punch but uh yeah i think it actually got better like the fights got better throughout the episode well, and one of the next physical conferta- confrontations of the episode is when Cordy is being confronted by that jerk who was like, why weren't you at the bronze last uh, night? Yeah. And then Buffy tries to stop it. And he and she isn't strong enough to, you know, remove his arm from Cordy. And he hits her so hard. She goes flying backward and hits her head on a stone bench. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't remember the stone bench. I don't remember the stone Yeah, she like hits her. It's maybe it's when she hits her collarbone because remember she has like a bruise in her collarbone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like, does that guy just hit everyone that I know. hard? I was that like, was what really a hard. Yeah. That was insane. He's like, he's a criminal. Yeah. Like, right. She could have died. This is how people do. die in bar fights. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When someone hits their. That's yeah. how that one girl died in. Uh, uh, fuck that. Uh, that girl that got bullied and. Or they were. All these girls jumped to this girl in a bathroom. This happened like a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, in and she, she, yeah, and she hit her head on a sink and died. Yeah. Oh my god, it's yeah. horrific. It was just like so jarring. Yeah. Um, because we're used to you know supernatural beings doing that yeah. to each other, but like this is just a guy who's mad that Cordy didn't show up at the bronze. I do like that Cordelia started 
yes. beating him up as best as she could. I know. And it worked. And, <laughs> and it somehow it works. Yeah, yeah it somehow it yeah. works. Well, uh, I don't know, but maybe this might go back to all my cynicism and stuff. But like, if someone stands you up, there's really no point in arguing with them about yeah, it. Yeah, why? What are you going to get they out of it? They are not interested. Like, oh, now that you mention it, uh, let's date. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, the actor that plays uh, Zachary yes. is uh, Jeff Coper. Mm-hmm. Oh, a native of Billings, Montana. Who is Zachary? Uh, the the bad guy in this. The, the serial killer vampire. Frank and Vamp? Yeah. yeah. And he um, is so good that he comes back in, I believe, season six as a different Oh, he was wonderful. Yeah, he yes, was great. He was very he good. He was wonderful. I, I, so he scary. Was, yeah. Oh, so off-putting. Yeah. So He's good. When he when she holds out the, the cross and he yeah. grabs her hand and, and puts it, it on his tummy. He, oh man, that's yeah. so badass. Yeah. And he like he's like lower, lower, and she and you can see on her face, she's like, What the fuck? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. He messes with her uh, mentally as much as he does physically. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's really into that. He's yeah. truly psychotic. Yeah. I have a question. So, yeah, like, sure. so much of this, uh, so much of this uh, vampire's personality comes through of like mm-hmm. who they were before, mm-hmm. and that happens. But when uh, when Xander and Willow were vampires, mm-hmm. they were very different. Then Xander wasn't at all Xanderine. Willow wasn't at all well, Willowy. So I I feel like Xander became the person that he wished he could be, um, only because. Became the evil version of the person he wished he could be, like this badass, this like the thing that stopped him from being cool okay. is himself, like is his psyche. Like, <laughs> right. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. is his own like his soul. insecurities and his soul. Yeah. Like Xander will never be cool. Yeah. Right? Because he's like too insecure, but also loving, but also whatever. But like <laughs> take him and make him into a vampire. And I feel like he is the vampire version of himself. Um I think if you I think maybe Willow, Evil Willow, is kind of like regular Willow. If like that, like morbid curiosity and the desire to like use other people as playthings, she does do that, but cloaks it as doing good things. Mm-hmm. As she's a good person. personality wise, though, is what I'm. Oh, more I'm oh, talking oh! About. Like the, their quirks go away. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. I do completely buy your buy your pitch about Xander, though, about yeah. why he's like that. No, I, I. That makes that makes a lot of sense to me, but it's just like there's so much like charisma to mm-hmm. this crazy Franken vamp guy. Yeah, that he it's like wow, I can tell what he was like. I can tell. I know just yeah. what he was yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. So. Or I wonder if that's true. I wonder if he was less charismatic mm. when he was the crazy person. That this that being a vampire like unlocked. Because maybe he was tormented about the cruelties that he inflicted oh, before maybe. he was a vampire. Wow. All we know is that he did it, right? But like, I don't know. I feel like serial killers can be tormented about the things that they do. Sure. And they're not all charming. Right. Just some of them. Just some. <laughs> Just the best ones. Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite. Serial killer? Yeah. I was reading a lot about John Wayne Gacy. That guy is creepy. Yeah. I read, um, oh shit, no, I'm going to forget the name, the Anne Rule book that's about Ted Bundy, because mm. like, they were friends before he was mm-hmm. a killer, and so... Oh, shit. Yeah. Or they worked together. Maybe he was already killing some people, but before he killed a lot of people, right, before right. he was arrested. So she was just friends with this guy named Ted, and then he turned out to be Ted Bundy. Oh, fuck. Um, it was a really interesting read. 
But I don't know if he's my favorite. H.H. H. Holmes is pretty good. Devil in the White City. You guys read that? Oh, book? yeah, yeah. H.H. H. Holmes was one of uh, Chicago's first uh, serial killers. He uh, was a notorious con man, and he like bought up uh, an entire block and um, had all these apartments. And they were, it was called like his castle. And um, he would find like pe- people were going missing all the time in Chicago, like back then. This is in the 1800s during the World's okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, so he like utilized that a lot because mm-hmm. you know we didn't have the internet and all that. And so, and also Chicago was a very dangerous place. Like people were getting run over by like cabs all the time and stuff or cable cars. Um, So he would like hire these young women to work for him. And he'd be like, oh, you can like live in the apartments up there. And then they found out that he had, um, he would kill these women and then strip their uh, meats from their bones and sell their bones to medical uh, (laughs) medical schools. There's a really good book about it. Devil in the White City. Yeah. You should read it. It's a really good book. Yes. yes. But yeah, Um, that also involves architecture too. I think mine is this guy out of Miami, um, but he only kills serial killers and his name is God, (laughs) I I hate you. (laughs) When you said Miami, I was like, no. (laughs) Kelly is like, I do not joke about serial killers. I no, am sincere I, of my appreciation. I am it. like weirdly like obsessed with like that kind of macabre stuff. You know, it is it is fascinating though at a very very like distant level. Yeah, mm. I'm more interested in like rage murders. I think really mm-hmm. mm. those are scarier to me. Yes, but I yeah because it's like because anyone could snap. Yeah. Anyway, or yeah, I also like reading nonfiction that's about. People in, like in gangs and stuff. Oh, like people who so where it's not serial killers, but you like live by the code and die by the right, shirt. right, right. And there are deaths that occur, but they're more like fringe things that, like it's yeah, like the goal is money or the goal is right. territory or okay. power. Cool, cool. Um, great. But uh, I, I think I do that to escape the patriarchy that Buffy, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, Buffy is in. Brought it back. Uh, okay. What'd you guys think of the uh the like the the general like design of this ep- episode in terms of like the art and the and the scene design mm-hmm. um i loved it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay be, be nice because he loved it no 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 sorry um it. i had like a weird hiccup thing that was gonna happen oh but it didn't how you were gathering your thoughts yeah no 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 that's um, how you should have played it off <laughs> uh I thought it was super effective in like making you feel very um, scared, mm-hmm. uh, especially in all the scenes that are involved in like the house right. from the setup. Like when those dudes are setting up and they're sleeping in those fucking cots that are oh, in that God. other well, room. And, and they're when they're the feeding him the water with the yeah, long the tool, and so you're just like, great. oh, yeah, yeah everything I, like the implements and like yes. also it. like the yellowish light that everything was taken on is uh-huh. like a very nightmare. Like. You know when you remember a nightmare and everything's yes. really shadowy and yellowy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it's like that. Absolutely. But, yeah. Like even when like even when Charles is in there talking, yes. like mm-hmm. he looks completely different. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, because he's he's now in this environment of I thought it was yeah I thought it was very like uh, Edgar Allan Poe like mm-hmm. Cask of Amontillado, mm-hmm. each where they're like they're layering the bricks yeah. up. Yes. And, oh my god. Yeah, and he looks like like he's wrapped up like he's like Doctor Jekyll yeah. or Mister Hyde yeah. or something like that. Well, and I felt like to mind. the mm-hmm. scenes with Buffy running through the neighborhood in Oof. Escape 
were just so, such classic horror mm-hmm. kind of setup in a way that the show usually undercuts with jokes or quips. Uh-huh. But there's there's not a lot of quipping. Mm-mm. Not a lot of humor. Dude, and when she's screaming, like it actually is like really upsetting. It's really like upsetting. when she's like, someone please help me, help me, help me, and she's running. I thought she did a really good job mm-hmm. playing like horrified and scared. Yeah. Um It was probably a release for her as yeah. a, just as a performance yeah. to mm-hmm. be like really this is what I would do. Yeah. This is what a normal person. Yeah. yeah. Not a non slayer like person. Yeah. Um I want to talk about the guy that got eaten and turned into a vampire mm-hmm. with the spoon because, okay, the way he's holding the spoon, he's like holding it like so close to his body. And yeah, he could stretch his arm. It, just stretch your arm. When the guy was like, come closer, he's like, oh, I guess I better like shuffle closer to him. I was like, no, like just put like put your arms closer. Also, what is the benefit? Okay, so when he doesn't have his medicine, he's like super crazy. Yeah. Just Why let him ha- not him, have it. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. Know Why what, does he I don't need know. his medicine? Well, remember when he's free, he needs the, without his medicine, he starts to lose it. So maybe they want a challenge for Buffy. Okay. Yeah. I see. They want to keep him, quote unquote, like fit. Yeah. Like mentally, yeah. Like yeah. mentally yeah. fit. Because otherwise he's not going to be any kind of. He's just going to be a mental, like yeah. a mess. But I also feel like they didn't need to start giving his medicine until six hours before Buffy. Yeah. Oh, right? Because yeah. like he broke out. Because I mean, yeah. if he hadn't had his medicine, he probably wouldn't have been able to break out. No, he wouldn't have been like cognizant enough to try. Um, Was she on her way? No. No. <laughs> At that point? No. Because he goes so. to find her. You're right. When he breaks out. Right. Because um, he's into the challenge. Like, he likes... We're going to play the game. Ugh. Yeah. Just not by the, the rules. The most dangerous game. Um, And I know this is going ahead. Sure. We can go back. I loved watching that holy water burn him from the inside. Oh, yeah. That, that was, looked so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like... I mean, we, we've known for a while that Buffy is very smart mm-hmm. and... um doesn't just rely on like classic slayer fighting yeah. skills. Um so that was that was a good victory. I wish that, that would happen more. Yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. I wish like that kind of stuff where it's 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 her wits as much as it is her like fighting talent or her mm-hmm. brute strength yeah. or her athleticism that defeated people. I would like to see more of that. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like what other like inventive ways we've seen. When she does the like you forgot about sunrise and oh. like lifts up the thing, and she's like, "It's in like nine hours." Yeah, that was pretty great. So it, oh, but she it happens people with a pencil, right? Yeah, she kills them with a pencil. She, she, it's it happens pretty rarely, though. I mean, right. like you yeah. can count That's on one hand how many times it's right. happened. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, way, way more. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. Also, um, I got kind of like a seven vibe when she opens that door and there's like just all the Polaroids of her mm-hmm. mom where you're just like, oh my God, he was sitting there for hours taking pictures yeah. of her mom. Yeah. Oh, he truly enjoyed it. Like he liked it. Yeah, he liked like, it. He liked it. He liked doing that. Yeah. It kind of bums me out that she killed him. He was a good villain. He was a good villain. He, and he's so good. I mean, he does come back later yeah. as a different villain. As not. Yeah. But... Um, and when he busts through the door, remember ooh, that? Yeah. Like, that's a very set up shot. Yeah. That yeah. takes a long time with uh, to set things up perfectly for that mm-hmm, shot. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, how, why they decided to do it. For, it, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, a, it's much more, like, elaborate than your, you know, your average, like, TV show. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Shot. 
No, I feel like this would be a good episode to show someone. Yeah. To get them into the show. Right. Like, especially like bringing, bringing, you know, the, the, the patriarchal relationship mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, issue two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it is, because the show is always doing like the experiences of high school mm-hmm. on this grand horror scale. And I think that her, the victimization or her, the way she reacts to that is kind of this exaggerated version of what real life is like. I mean, they do put the guys catcalling her right before the evil vampires start chasing her. Yeah. Like, they don't separate those with a scene. No, she runs away from them to... Exactly. The creepy guys by the truck who say, give me a lap dance. How much for a lap dance? How much for a lap dance? I was like, ew, get away. I mean, it's not unrealistic, but it's... It's so disgusting. Stop it. Yeah, just stop. I've had people bark at me. Like, arf, arf. Yeah. Really? I'm like, that's mean. (laughs) That is mean. Wait, they go like... Not like it's not this. It's not like a not like a puppy thing. probably. Like a puppy. Not like oh, not oh, like oh, a puppy. Oh, like that. Yeah. Like and then DMX. I was like, "What are you doing?" Ew. And they were doing it at me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like I don't know how to react to this. I guess are, are you being mean? I guess you're being no, mean. no. They're not. They're they're like commenting on their base like, instincts you know, yeah, to hump something. Yeah, oh, you know, like you know when um the 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 wolf is like a wooga 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 yeah like that oh good now you know i feel better about no, i do absolutely <laughs> you're yeah. looking at me like huh? it's no, no 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 i'm agreeing cat calling in general i mean don't do it it's bad mm. but like it's such a weird move because okay. does anyone Why, feel Jerry better Seinfeld? it's a Why? power thing it's a power <laughs> thing it's not sexual so so the person doing it feels good mm-hmm. and it's usually don't they, feel, they don't feel pathetic every single time that i've been cat called it's disposable. It's a disposable yeah. thing. The girl responds, great. She never will. But if she yeah. if she doesn't, then it's just like, what have I lost? Like barking. You've lost your self respect as a Not, human. I don't no. look at it. I've but never stop doing it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but also, like a but that lot- time you barked at me, I've not forgotten. <laughs> on the street, <laughs> on the way. On the- <laughs> um, I will say that uh, a lot of times when I've been like yelled at or yeah. whatever. Um, it's usually like one guy doing it and like other guys watching. Yeah. Like either with him or around. Um because it's a very like, hey, look, check out that girl. Like uh basically like let's objectify this girl so that I can look, you know, right. macho in front of my dude friends. But you can I mean, I objectify people all the time and they don't even know. It's in your head. Well, sometimes I'll like <laughs> whisper something to you. Oh, <laughs> there is something there is something to that. <laughs> you can do that without making anyone uncomfortable. But it's a Except, public thing. It's like a yeah. it's like a beating your chest like <sighs> over it. You know? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you didn't convince me. <laughs> I'm not trying to say it's cool. I'm just telling you. All right. Well, I'm just saying why. that it's bullshit would... bravado. It, OK. Bullshit it's awful bra- and horrible and it shouldn't happen. I hate it. I wonder if. I wonder if, you know, there are situations where where a girl in a certain in a certain like place in herself and in her mind reacts to that, responds to that. Positively? Yeah. Oh my god, you guys should do a podcast together. <laughs> uh okay, I will tell you that I did uh when I was like 15, I remember these high school boys once cat called me and I liked it mm-hmm. because um, up until that point, I had not really received any kind of uh, male attention, and mm-hmm. it I confused like positive male attention with like 
for any kind of attention from men was good yeah. for me. Right. And so like I was like, oh, <laughs> dope. Like these <laughs> these dudes in this pickup are like screaming at me while I'm running yeah. for cross country. Um and I I don't know. But that that's like delving into like my issues as a young person with right. men and yeah. Well, those issues are what I'm I'm sure like whatever whatever small percentage mm-hmm. of people who uh you know who get that and they re- react positively it's probably it's it stems from just junk you know yeah I mean? yeah in their experience yeah when it yeah when there is a positive reaction it for sure is like yeah um yeah i would say that cuz i don't think i don't know i think now i have a healthier well definitely much more healthier grasp on attention from men right and um when that does happen i'm just like ah no yeah please but when somebody moves at you. If someone moves at me, I floors are wet. <laughs> I am ready. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll I don't like people mooing at me. Okay, m- wait. No one should moo at anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's just... <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I, I, it, because it feels so like um, one-sided. Oh yeah. That well, it, that's what. Yeah, yeah. That I think you're. I think it is true that if you are engaging with it, then I feel like there's a a piece of your self actualization that's missing. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm not trying to like exactly. talk shit on people. I just I think there's something that you don't recognize it for the one sided um, approach that it is. Yes. Yes. No. That's exactly it. Because it's like, oh, they're they're like looking at me, they're paying attention to me, but right. it's not like they don't see me as a person. Like mm-hmm. they don't see me as like someone that could have feelings about this. They just see like I exist and I elicit this reaction from right. them. It's like when people do ratings and stuff. <laughs> like on Yelp? <laughs> yeah. It's just like Yelp. No, but like, or like when people will say like, when people walk by, it'll be like, that's a that's a seven ah i see okay i you know what you guys i'm getting cyber bullied on one of my uh oh no freelance websites that i use that's horrible for voiceover yeah but the way that they're cyber bullying me actually makes me feel better about myself because they're like this person just mm-hmm. keeps like there's a messaging system where you can like seek out orders mm-hmm. like that's it. but this person has been messaging me like every day and they're like fake picture all caps <gasps> and then they said ugly hoe all caps and i was like Oh, but like my picture is so good. You thought it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've been doing it like every day. Oh I keep reporting them and then they'll change their. Yeah. Talk about like oh, a person, wow. a one sided thing. Because that issue yeah. is 100% their issue. It's wrong and this person should stop. I'm sure they're listening. This podcast sure. does not endorse any kind of behavior like that. No, no way. Okay. No Guys, way. Be kind to each other. Though I'm about to pick on Xander, and oh, I'm not please. even sure why. Ex- unless it's that <laughs> son of a bitch, <laughs> Xander Harris. Okay, so <laughs> I, I don't know what this note means. <laughs> Hopefully, okay. you guys can re- okay. remind me. I wrote Xander with the jar. He's trying to open the peanut butter jar. Oh, fuck Xander. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Xander. Xander doesn't have enough feminist cred to call anyone little lady and have it not be shitty was he sorry was he serious i think he thought he was joking but he's actually internalized too much misogyny for him to say that and be yeah. cute i think you thought about this way more than the writer did so here okay here's my thought sorry i think marty. that <laughs> was it marty no marty wrote the last one no uh, this is 
David Fury. Yeah, good job, David Fury. This is a really good episode. Yeah, this is a really good episode. Yeah, um, good job. I, Except I, for that scene. But I, it's also true to Xander. It is totally true to Xander. I, but if Xander were my friend, I feel like I would say to him, dude. I've made that joke before, not mean, but, meaning 0% of it. But you're, okay, but here's, from what I know of you, I mean, this could be wrong, mm-hmm. but you have not had like weird, internalized, like, anger towards women that have rebuffed you in like <laughs> it's about to reveal your, to your own like okay whatever uh perceived failings that you have in romantic conquest you then project onto why aren't you making women. eye contact with me kelly more <laughs> <laughs> like even a generalized idea of like uh treating women as other and his slut shaming which he engages right. in and Ew, his... yeah, and he tried to spank Buffy on her birthday last year. That was year. a long time ago. <laughs> that was that one was year ago. That was a season ago. That was 20-something. Yeah. That was well, one year ago for them and a thousand years ago for Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Lest you forget. Yeah. He treats women as other. Yeah. He does. Which is not a great way to be. So when yeah. he makes a joke like that, it's like he doesn't have the cred. Uh-huh. Right. Or, I mean, he can make any joke he wants, but I get to roll my eyes because I'm like, Xander, stop it. Sure. Yeah. Because you do, he would get a rush of joy from opening a jar that Buffy couldn't open. Sure. Yeah. Because he has, he has gender issues. Yeah. Or, I don't know the right And I think he, he also treats the women as other in a way that, like, Giles doesn't. Like, Giles mm-hmm. treats everyone basically as, like, these kids he has to deal with. Yeah. He respects Buffy as much as he would respect a male Buffy. Yeah. I would say so. He does. I was going to say as much as he respects Xander, and then I was like, mm, nope, he not respects true. her more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's based on Xander's behavior, not on his gender, right? Though, to be fair, Giles is part of this like extremely patriarchal organization yeah. that does uh, employ a lot of men to control a young woman, and he buys into their thing and drugs his his surrogate daughter. So he's not perfect either, right? No, he doesn't like it though. He doesn't but, enjoy he doesn't it. Like it. But you know what? I think that what we do get to see with Giles's like journey and discovering that he has mm-hmm. been complicit in this thing uh, is like the kind of thing that we should be giving to uh, the kind of leeway that we should be giving to uh, any person that has mm-hmm. is learning. Yeah. Everyone's learning. Right. So like we can't just say like, I mean, barring like really egregious behavior, like we can't just say like you used to be stupid about women now you're just forever fucked and we hate you forever. Like, you can learn and you can right. be yes. like, I didn't realize that, like, I was a part of this, like, institution that was, like, I used to engage in, like, all that kind of shit yeah. when I was younger. Like, as a, you know, 16-year-old girl, I would do anything to get a guy's attention. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking back on it, I'm glad that people let me grow. Right. Actually, that's not true. I lost a lot of friends. Who I don't speak to anymore, but <laughs> okay, but that's like, okay too. Yeah, that's okay like too. that's part of that's. I think that's part of the growing up process, right? Is it like you sometimes quickly. make mistakes that you can't take back. Yes, that do cause irreparable harm to relationships. Yes, but I think you're right. Xander should be given the space to grow. I just, I guess, Are I'm you not about ready. Giles or Xander. Well, I'm saying that Kelly. we, um, we are giving Giles that leeway right. while watching mm-hmm. this, right? Because right. we're like, oh, he's apologizing and he's like kind of learning, at least is the hope. So should we choose Xander? Uh, sure. But him, like, yes. Ostensibly, He's yes. got a lot more work to do. He's got a lot, he a lot more. He has more work to do, yes. And his first move is to be like, let me open this can for you, little lady. 
that is not the step in the right direction. So even even the the humor is based still in a in a a failing of his. He hasn't shown me anything to demonstrate that he's learning. Okay. That's I mean he will learn in the future. Yes, I think it's also a weird thing and it's tough because he is right against Oz who is like the most mature grounded. person, yeah. grounded person. But like his reaction to Cordelia, yeah. He betrayed Cordelia. He yeah. broke her heart. And I know there's not a lot of that stuff in these two episodes. So, but like he he betrayed Cordelia and he first is like she won't he calls her 70 times. That's insane. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. That's an inability to to move on. It's yeah. an inability to get over it in in the sweetest of terms, in the mm-hmm. nicest of terms because mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't matter how remorseful you are. If the other person doesn't want to hear it, you have to turn the page on it. Yeah. And he's incapable yeah. of doing that. When he's kind of doing the same stuff that, and this is, again, in the previous episodes, but that Oz, like, very eloquently explains to, yeah. to Willow, yeah, which is like, you're so just good. trying to apologize to feel better, which is mm-hmm. something that a, a lot of people do. Oh, 100%. I feel like I've sure. probably done We've it in the done. past five years. Yes, Because, like, sure. you, do, you, you feel horrible yeah. and you want to feel better. And so I think... I think sometimes the reason I don't cut Xander a lot of slack is because I can recognize his failings. Like I, I get where his impulse to make these decisions comes from. I just want him to make better decisions. Yeah. Right. I, I also see like a, like versions of myself in Xander mm-hmm. and um, it frustrates me. Like, you know, like when you, you know, you don't like things about other people that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. And so it's right. like, I'm like, God, like I have like worked for years and years and years to like get past that kind of behavior and to see it like all of it embodied in one person yeah. is like, oh God. Well, and we're all improvisers of this crew of the Scoobies. You know who would take all of the classes at Nerdist? Xander. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's when we made fun of how he's like a, uh, a silent, <laughs> he's in a silent movie because he's <laughs> yeah. so demonstrative. Like, no, like. I mean, we great. all have that in us. Yeah. Like, obviously. They'd beat him out, beat that out of him. No, it's true. <laughs> he would not be as good in those classes as but us. But he'd be most willing to. But I think, I just, I feel like he's the, he's kind of the performer. He's the comedian in the crew. Yeah, And I think sure. that puts him in our crosshairs. Plus, he has, he has some weird uh, gender issues. He like, does. He has mm-hmm. some, oh, and I called them weird. That's not really fair. But I think they're, I think they're typical for a boy of his age in 1990 in 1999 like, yeah yeah but it from our perspective as all we're all adults yeah and we know that oh maybe not no questionable with me <laughs> why sure. i'm jk you're just a little baby because <laughs> you're just a baby <laughs> <laughs> he's 16 <laughs> oh yeah we have 16 year olds on yeah, yeah. no it's it's legal it's they, legal. Che- they check <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it just made it sound like we had lots of sex yeah. before oh, the yeah. show started. A crazy chewy cookie sex party. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna need a chewy in sex party is my new fave. <laughs> Molasses chewy cookie sex party. Oh my god, guys! Mm-hmm. Molasses gets real sticky. So please keep molasses away from your prophylactic. <laughs> oh yeah, it does get sticky. Mm. Only water based molasses. <laughs> <laughs> There's the podcast I know and love. There it is. Okay. I'm try- and now I'm double checking that there's nothing we need to talk about. Um, I liked Willow mentioning... Has Willow mentioned Snoopy before? Has she mentioned the Snoopy dance? I can't remember. I feel like that sounds so familiar. Yeah. 
the Snoopy they they do the Snoop they did the Snoopy dance and uh, she and Xander his, do yes. did it. Xander did the Snoopy Xander dance the Snoopy to like dance. perk her up mm-hmm. when she broke her yellow crayon. Yeah. Oh. I love I no, I just I really yeah. appreciate the Snoopy reference. Yeah. Nothing yeah. can put me in a more sunshiny mood than Snoopy. Snoopy is just all good things. Go and follow <laughs> Snoopy on Facebook. Oh, really? Seriously, go okay. and like Snoopy. It'll make you feel better. Every single day, there's something. Whether it's like, I could tell you like the things, but you know, like yeah, when you describe like a newspaper comic to somebody and it's like a joke and they're like, they don't laugh and you're like, all right, we can't have yeah, to see I'll, it. Yeah, it's I'll, like I'll that. follow it. Go and like Snoopy on Facebook. What's fun about, or interesting about Snoopy is he, you're right, it's total like He's a patriarch that he's, then he's controlling no, no, Woodstock. No. <laughs> it's no, this it's masculine been... influence that's completely mm-hmm. subverting no, I just, Woodstock's he's... desire <laughs> to be free. <laughs> I feel mocked <laughs> totally fairly <laughs> but Charlie Brown is the most depressive relatable yes sad yes. character and so it's I it's an interesting something I certainly didn't identify as a child no but like Snoopy is kind of too good for Charlie Brown <laughs> but he loves Charlie I, Brown okay but we all that's why that's what I'm saying that's it's no sad. but that's why it's so effective yeah, because like even if you I didn't see the newest Peanuts movie, mm-hmm, but just either. from the trailer, you can tell like Charlie is Charlie and Snoopy yeah. is doing everything in yeah. his power to get him to like come out yeah. of his shell. And like and that's what I, be Snoopy, everybody. Be I Snoopy. guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Be Snoopy. Um, don't be Lucy. Speaking. But, oh, yeah. Don't be Lucy. Definitely not Charlie. Brown. Speaking of depression, I and I, so I was talking. I was talking to back. you, Ryan, about uh, about depression just the other day. Uh huh. But um, I. In the conversation, is it between, yeah, Buffy and Angel, when Buffy is saying that, like, she's fighting and fighting and fighting always, mm-hmm. and she will never win, yep. and it's just always going to get worse, and it may be because I'm off the heels of my, like, latest depressive spiral, but I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking depression. Yep. Like, you're always fighting it, always, 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 and... It, and you're you're wondering what the point is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you're like, why is this life? Like, is this just going to be it forever? Mm-hmm. Like always fighting this. And like, if it goes away for a second, it'll be back worse. Like, yep. and I, yeah, I don't know. I think that's part of why it's so disappointing as an adult. I think it, when I was younger that the, the angel scenes and helpless were really powerful for me, but or like romantic or whatever. But as an adult, like that's part of why his response of like, I saw you on the steps yeah, and I could see your heart and your heart didn't go. In. And it's like, no, she's talking about real shit. Yeah. She's talking about things that she's going to be dealing with until the day she dies, which hopefully is a long time from now, but it could be any day. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, her life is just going to be hard. Yes. And she's going to have to get up the next morning and it's going to be hard still. What like what she needed to hear, I think, was like, yeah, it's going to be really fucking hard. And like this really fucking sucks. But here's why. We do. Yeah. But, but yeah, he did kind of, like, he did kind of, I mean, he kind of did. Yeah. And there is a whole, like, if the world's going to fucking end, we might as well fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> which really, oh, fuck. which really echoes down. <laughs> nice. Uh, which really, <laughs> mental high five, which really echoes down, down the road yes. for him, especially. Yes, yes, yes. yes well, and it's very interesting because two episodes ago in amends, he was done. He was yeah. suicidal. He was yeah. done. And, and she that, was the one there for him. She was his beacon of light. Like, and I almost wish he had said to her, I almost killed myself. Yeah. And you convinced me he that it was worth it. He meant he reminds her that he's In like, this? I learned that from you. But oh my God, she needed to hear it like cut like 
She's a woman. Out. You have to Listen spell to it out. <laughs> like, she needs to be taken by the shoulders yeah. and shaken. Yeah, and he needs to be like, are you paying attention to me? I almost killed myself. <laughs> like, he, and- I also think it's weird, and they didn't in the, in the episode we're talking about, or in the, and we're watching the two episodes right after him, they don't use the word suicide. No, it's weird. They it's do that a lot. They yeah. don't use the word. It might be a censoring. WB sure. And they're like, oh, suicide. That's a little bit but of a downer. And honestly, okay, as much as we're giving Angel shit, and I guess me, I'm kind of leading the charge of his, I loved your heart when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Right. But. Anybody have a handkerchief? It makes her feel good. It does. It works. It works on her. Because you know what the thing is? At the core of it, she's fucking 18. She's 18 and she loves this man. She, yeah. This old, old, this old vampire. old, old, old man. Who's, old man. who's got like a tan? I don't. Yeah. I, From it's, the fire. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's just like standing that's in front of the fire. A, that's why it's on. <laughs> he's trying to get a full. That's why he's fighting in front of it. That's why he does. <laughs> his tai chi. His tai chi. Yep. Oh my god, Friends I love it. Fire. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Sportelia. Uh, he's Giles. Giles. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that we do see Cordelia. You know, her being kind of like I'm like being bitchy to you. Blah blah yeah. blah. But then the second that Buffy's like, can you drive me home? She's like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, right. Her like she is so good at her core. Why doesn't yes. she just drop that when she's she's in a safe place, though? Why doesn't she just drop that when she walks into the room? There's oh. nobody to impress. Yeah. Well, because she's still kind of mad at Buffy, right? Yeah. Like there's still some like weird. But we but it's not fair to be mad at. Buffy. No, it's not. It's not Buffy's fault. No, but she's. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, she did have a big bruising by being cheated on by Xander. Yeah. And being dumped by him. Yeah. Like, I think that... And she that, still came into the fold late. So they were a, they were an, they were were like a unit. Those yes, three yes, were a unit. Yes. So she's like by association. Buffy yes. is by association. She's just like, roped in with right. the other two. Mm-hmm. Well, and if Buffy had to choose, she would choose Willow and Xander first oh, every course, time. And, Cor- and Cordelia knows that. Yeah. I mean... And I feel like, and she's not really in these episodes, but I think Faith feels that too. Yes. I think Faith knows that she ranks below everyone else. Right. Yes. And that makes it hard. She's not a member of the Scoobies. No. No. Which, man, she could have been a great one. She could have. What do you mean? Does she, does she, what? Uh, up until this point, I would never talk about future. Uh, <laughs> up until this point. Of course. She could, I mean, she could be in there helping Buffy fight, taking care of Joyce, protecting Joyce from these evil vamps. I mean, because Faith still has her powers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where was she? She was on a walkabout. Nobody could find her. She's not answering her phone. But she's not answering her phone because of choices that Buffy made in previous episodes. Things are not five by five in, in Faith's world. Oh, my God. We got through almost this whole episode without saying five by five. Got it in under the buzzer. <laughs> um... I would say the most horrific thing of these two episodes is not the guy leaning into the cross and saying lower, lower. Yeah. It's definitely the indifference to Amy's gratitude. Yes. Uh, when Willow's just like, oh, yeah, um, I'm like kind of working on that. But like, I also, why the fuck are you buying her? Right. It's been a day. It's been a day. Why are you buying her a wheel? Go buy some more but fucking sage it. or something. She likes it. Ugh. Amy the Rat likes the wheel. Amy the Rat needs friends. 
Yeah, we should buy get us. another rat. We should a <laughs> turn her human again, <laughs> <laughs> or b buy her some rat. Did friends. Michael die? No, no. So he like he's around. He's around with what, no why don't friends. they just say like, hey, Michael? Michael is working on it full time. <gasps> Oh my god, can we write that comic or fanfic yes. or whatever yeah, that's just, just Michael's slaving life? away trying to figure just out everything. How to, in every episode, friend. there's like a scene where he's like tries a new silly thing. Yeah. That yeah. could be a total web series. Yeah, that would be really cute. Along with Sunnydale Knights and the morgue workers. <laughs> yes. The... I feel like we're opening a whole new world of Yeah. What were the content. Sunny what were the Sunnydale uh police? When they were looking for the book, oh, that was the last one. When they were looking at the books, like for the books in the yeah. library, uh-huh. what are they looking for? Just a what was the directive? Type stuff? I'm sorry, occulty type stuff, probably. Did, did it look like they like... were inspecting, like what they were grabbing off? No, they're of the just old. Well, we also know old. that all of the old. <laughs> That's great old expectations. Books. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't. That's put a that first back. edition. <laughs> the Iliad. But we know that all of the books, including the occult books, are in the card catalog. Oh, that's right. From a previous episode. So, so I'm assuming you know they what? looked at the card they're catalog. They're probably at like demons, right? They're at yeah, like the D- Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, D-E. <laughs> and so they're like... Dun, 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 that's dun, like a 500, dun, 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 right? Like a 520? Yeah, yeah, probably. In the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> 520.1. I don't know. Is that for real? <laughs> no, I just... Okay. I don't know your powers. <laughs> I know all of the Dewey Decimal. Ryan has not lost her powers. <laughs> that would be amazing. If you could... I mean, it would be kind of useless now because people don't probably use the Dewey Decimal System as yeah. much. But like, it would be really he cool. It would also, be like a henchman, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. There's like the one guy who could just make <laughs> things moist. The other person who just can recite the Dewey Decimal System. I, this might reveal a little bit too much about how I don't know, about what I don't know about the Dewey Decimal System. But is it like the name will fall or the book will fall in the same place no matter what the entire catalog is at the library that it's at. I'm not sure I understand. So, like, let's say you're at this library and it has, like, 40 books. Uh-huh. And then you're at this library that has, like, 6,000 books. Will the number on the spine be the same number? Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Because it'll have well, this... If, right? So, so well, if you it'll have, like, be in the same place. So with, what I'm wondering is, like... With regard to the other books. demon going to be 520.1 at a 40-book library, but also at a 6,000-book library? Oh, like, is it know. numbered according to everything in the catalog or just alphabetically? I think, I think the index is the same okay, okay. in the world. Okay, that's what I, I was think. wondering. So I feel like if you went to the Library of Congress, I believe that the Dewey Decimal number would be the same. Okay. Because you, you go down to the 100th, right? And then it's by author. Okay. So, for, so there's like 10,000 decimals, right? So there's like... 500. So it's it's point zero zero point zero one .03. So I think that you can get that specific and then it's by author. So like if you went to uh, the Library of Congress and you went to 520.10. Okay. There that section could be an entire room of different books. Because they'd be alphabetical. Because they have more books. Right. They have more books in that system. Whereas if you went to uh, the local Walteria the, Public Library. Walteria Public Library. There might be only one book. Okay, okay. That's what I was wondering. Okay, so we'll be different. But I believe that the call number on the side would be the same. Okay. In every single In every single okay, one. Okay, cool. Great. Great. My Love mom you that is out. a librarian, and oh, if I got cool. that wrong, well, she went to oh, library school. that's how you know these things. <laughs> well, she went to library school. She's now, she does other stuff, but. My mom worked at a library, too. Yeah? Yeah. Um, For like what library? Family. Lowell Public Library. Lowell? Lowell, 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 Lowell Public Library. Lowell Public it's actually called the Pollard Memorial Library. Mm. And it's, I'll show you guys pictures. It's gorgeous. Cool. It's, it's I love a pretty library. I love a beautiful inside. library. Great. Yeah, it's one of the main 
things. In have the you ever been to the Central Los Angeles Library? I have. I'm oh, I was chased in that library by a man. That sucks. Fucking patriarchy. Patriarchy. What were you saying? Sorry. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He goes anymore. there. It's a really safe place. Yeah. Like, he feels. Right. He sometimes manspreads there well, and just like takes up two seats. I go there to chase women through the library. <laughs> See, we can laugh Wait, at this joke uh, because be? you've earned your crap. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, that's if the you thing. were Xander, we would sit silently and we'd be like, "Do you understand why we didn't?" Can laugh anybody at that? open this water bottle for me because I can't open uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. it. <laughs> little, little lady. Little ladies. Okay. Um, um, okay. Do we have any uh, final thoughts? We're in a weird place in the season, right? Because we're about halfway through. Yeah. And as people who are rewatching, we know that like the real big bad has not revealed itself in a in a significant way. No. Certainly compared to previous seasons. And I think, yeah, I think it's it's pretty late in the game, right? And we see that kind of it's late in the game thing yeah. happening. Um and I think if you uh are viewing for the first time, you could maybe be like, okay, maybe this mm-hmm. entity um, but it's no Angelus. No. Or Spike. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like it. I like how it's developing. I Yeah, it's this season's like, very good. It's like something being unfurled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a flag. And you know that the little, the secret is at the center of the furl, and it's going to come out at the very end. Yes. Right, and right. this show does something that a lot of non-soap shows don't always do that well in terms of all the characters are still on the canvas, but relationships really do grow and change. Yes. Right. Like the relationship between Buffy and Angel right now is significantly different than it was five episodes ago than it was a season ago. Yeah. The relationship between Willow and Z- like all of them, it all develops and they don't forget what happened last week. Without, mm-hmm. without having the characters like get married and have kids yeah. and move away or lose an arm or you know what I yes. mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause there aren't like, there's just one defining moment. Like, yes, there right. was one very big defining moment at right. the end yeah. of season two, right. but um, there What's isn't, <laughs> it's not just like, um, like you said, like these like outside forces. It's like how these people mm-hmm. are interacting with each other. Yeah. Which, this show would yeah. never like bring a kid in. Oh, to spice things up. They would, they would never do that. <laughs> All right. We're being, we're being facetious, right? Okay, good. Um, but also <laughs> this, that same dynamic of things changing, developing is why it took me a little while. Cause I wasn't a first run person all the way through because I would try to drop drop in on an episode here or there, and things would be so different. I'd be like, wait, but I thought that was her best friend. Oh, but that person is dating this person. That person is dating a totally different kind of person. Like, yeah, there's right. certain things that you would just dro- you can't really drop in right. as easily as you can on a show like Supernatural right. or even Angel to a certain extent. Yeah, where yeah. it it has that like episode feel. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong about Angel. But- um, I would say early Angel. You're right. Yeah. Um. Mm. Any final thoughts, Vasilius? Uh, just thank you guys so much. Oh, I'm thank so, you for coming. So on. happy to be back. I was. I'm really so excited. This. I've been looking forward to this since <laughs> when, a few days ago when you told, when you told <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been really looking forward to this. Really, I didn't even know there'd be cookies. I did not know that. <laughs> and a crystal. And, and a crystal. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um. You can find me. Uh. Under the Dewey Decimal System at 500... <laughs> 20 point 20 one point zero. One zero. <laughs> um, Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, the underscore Vasilios. V-A-S-I-L-I-O-S. It'll be in the description. Great. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Um, next week we have... Uh, two episodes Shh. called The Wish and Amends. No, no. Oh, no. no. Was that was last week. week. That's why I... That's why it's the Zeppo... <laughs> 
And that was so funny because it was like it, yeah. uh, on Netflix, you know how it like auto yeah. the next episode. So it's him trying to open this fucking thing. And That's then it's funny. like the Zeppo. And I was like, oh, God. Perfect. It's a yeah. very, I like that episode a lot. Yeah. Okay, strap uh, in. That one's a wonderful episode. That one yeah. is uh, widely regarded as one of the best ones in yes. the entire seven seasons. Very fun. It is really good. It's wonderful. Um, okay. It's the Zeppo and Bad Girls. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. All right. Um, that's going to be super fun. Uh, thanks for tuning in, you guys. We will catch up with you guys next week. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.